It's January 2021, and this is going to be a big year for those of us living the urban farmer life. The silver lining of the pandemic was staying at home and spending a bunch of time starting seed, growing food, and saving even more seeds. Let's get started with the monthly planning guide for January. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole list of all the flowers, but the list of flower seed that you can start right now and the flowers that you can transplant are equally as long. So I I can't even begin to start um, to talk about them, but I know that I do want to do a little bit more flowers. I even got a catalog for dahlias. have to admit that I got some dahlia bulbs last year and I didn't get them in the ground soon enough and they kind of shriveled up. So those are kind of expensive. I think I will try to get my, you know, really important food seeds started, kind of make sure I don't get too crazy because I think I already started maybe 15 different varieties of seed. And you can imagine that each seed then has maybe something like 10 to 20 seed that need to be transplanted. So that workload gets to be uh, pretty big pretty fast. And I have a bunch of garlic cloves that need to be uh, transplanted, or I should say planted. So at this point, I'm going to, you know, try to make sure I can get through the next couple of weeks, um, get everything in the ground. And there's still enough time. It's still January to get everything um, up and started for the spring and summer. So I hope that you are having a wonderful time being at home with your family, your furry or feathered friends. I know this can be a really scary time for a lot of people. It's been a really sad tragic time for uh, many people who've lost their life or lost loved ones or friends during the pandemic. Um, But I think this is one thing that we can think about as a silver lining, which is a a time to share our ability to spend time in the soil with our plants. And if possible, if you're starting seeds, start some extras so that you can share with your friends and neighbors. Bring, Bring some special moments to other people who are spending time at home and maybe aren't used to gardening aren't familiar with planting and then share your knowledge and make their life you know uh, more enjoyable if they have to stay at home a happy seed starting bye hi i'm roberta and i'm living the urban farmer life in the city i'm fitting in farm life a little bit here and there and want to bring you along with me I want to teach you everything I learned so that you can be successful and hopefully learn from my missteps. I'll let you know what I'm doing with this almost daily farming journal podcast. Let's hear what today's entry is going to be. Well, it's January in Southern California, and I don't mean to brag to all the cold winter folks out there, but it's going to be 83 degrees today. The nights are still chilly and in the 40s, but with a mini greenhouse, some heating pads, or just some good elbow grease by bringing your little seedlings inside at night, we can get our seeds started now and transplant if you really want to get your garden going in 2021. Here's the list of what's recommended by the LA County Master Gardeners. It's a pretty long list, so get your seed library out and your catalogs available just in case you need to fill in that library. It's time to get growing again. All right, let's start with what you can sow outside in January. So that means you can just plant directly into the ground. It's a little bit chilly, but these are the seed that can handle it. They are chard, kale, leeks, bib and iceberg lettuces, mustards, green and bulb onions, flat leaf parsley, peas, radishes, savoy spinaches. Um, and if you already got your peas started back in the fall time, you're way ahead. But if you did it, there's still time and you want to get them in now because you don't want those peas to be out in the middle of the summer. 
Just so you know, when I went to the nursery, I got some flat leaf parsley. For some reason, I still have trouble getting those started. And so I bought a six pack and I started to plant those out. And I think it's, you know, every once in a while, a good win and a good use of money if you want to just get something that you know you have to buy anyways. I wound up trying to buy... Um, some parsley and some cilantro. And it was actually a little bit tricky. When I went to the grocery store, there wasn't a lot of, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. I was pretty surprised that the, um, the shelves actually didn't have a lot out there. So I don't know if it's the pandemic, maybe some of the food, um, lines are just a little bit slow in terms of getting food from the farms out to us. But that did make me, you know, think hard about trying to do more in terms of planting this year. So what I did is I got that six pack and I put that out into the um, garden because I wanted to make some more falafel and that takes a lot of flat leaf parsley. But at the same time, I went ahead and then started some of the flat leaf parsley and took a really good look at the recommendations for how to plant it. So I wanted to just give you a a quick tip is that it does say that you need to make sure that it's dark. And so what I did was I took the flat leaf parsley seeds, I soaked them overnight, and then I put them in my little incubator for the uh, chicken eggs. And then what I did was I covered it completely in a black plastic bag. And what that did was to keep as much light out as possible. And then a week later, I could see that they were all sprouting. So I put those out now into some six packs in a small little four inch pot. And I'm really hopeful that that's going to work out well this time. Um, but it did take a little bit more than just putting those seeds out in the ground. So I wanted to make sure you knew that if you don't see some of the seeds really doing as well as um, expected, go ahead and do a little bit more research because your area may be a little bit different and then maybe the seed needs to be babied a little bit more. But in this case, I just needed to know a little bit more about how to start those seeds so now let's talk about what you can plant outside in January for the summer harvest that comes from more of the bulbs. So those are the garlic cloves. Now I have a bunch of garlic that I ordered last year. I think I ordered it around October, November. And then what I did is I put them in the refrigerator. So there's two options. You can put them in the refrigerator or the freezer. To be honest, I need to do a little bit more research on that to give you the exact degrees. But um, if you haven't done that already, you probably want to make sure that those garlic cloves are truly ready to be planted in the garden because they do need to be chilled in order for them to really develop into um, good big garlic bunches. And so um, I have several varieties. I'm actually going to do a separate podcast on that because there's so many of them and there's so many details about the different types of garlics. And then there are also bulb onion sets. And so the bulb onions are interesting because now that I'm looking at it, I actually bought some bunching onions. I got some red rums, which uh, came in a six pack and each of the six pack cells had a bunch of different onions. So I think they dropped a whole bunch of seed into each of these cells and all of them germinated. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that um, little set of um, sprouted bulbs I should say probably more like the onion seeds. And I'm going to um, split them so there's three to four in each of the bunches. And then I'm going to plant those outside. And I'm going to intersperse those between the parsley and the beets that I have right now. And then there's also shallots. The shallots, uh, I have actually not grown before. So I think that'd be super fun if you've been doing it to mention and I think we have a little crow that's outside. So if you hear that, there are a bunch of uh, birds that are always in the trees in the backyard. 
Now let's talk about what you can sow inside in January. So that's getting those seeds started. And I do it with a little incubator that I have for our chicken eggs. But at the same time, you don't need to do that. But you do need to have a little bit of warmth underneath them. And that can really help to um, get them germinated quickly. So if you have a super bright, sunny room, maybe that might work. Um, we have a bathroom that has a really bright, you know, big window. And so that's usually where I put them. And then our incubator is like almost translucent. So it makes it easy for the light to get into that incubator. And so those seeds usually germinate pretty well. Uh, the biggest thing is really trying to keep on top of them so that they don't get too leggy or they don't start to get too many roots developing before I can get them into the ground. So this is actually where I get into trouble because this list is really long. So let's get started. There's broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, chamomile, caraway, cauliflower, chervil, chives, coriander, also called cilantro, dill, fennel, lettuces, marjoram, mint, oregano, curly leaf parsley, peppers, which we want to start at the end of the month, but to be honest, I already started some, sage, spinaches, tarragon, thyme, and tomatoes. Again, you want to start those at the end of the month. But I actually know a lot of people who are using lights and then some warmth underneath the roots, so some heating pads for seed starting, and they'll get those started actually in December. I also know some other people, because we are in Southern California, where they actually start everything in a greenhouse, even though it's pretty cold. Um, but if you have some more cold-tolerant type of varieties, it actually can be a great way to get those up and running so that you can get a great start to your tomato harvest. And then the last group that we're going to talk about are the plants that you put into the ground in January with bare roots. Now this is a really, you know, fun and exciting group of uh, plants and you're going to be talking about mostly like fruit or nut trees, berries and grapes. At the same time, you know, this is this is a big investment because um you know, these are going to be uh, plants that are going to be in the ground uh, for many, many years. And so you really need to make sure that you find a good spot for them so that they can get deep roots. You want to make sure that you can commit to pruning them and really get a good harvest because they are a little bit on the pricier side, but they're definitely worth it once you get every plant or tree kind of going and producing really well. What I want to talk about is going to be in another episode when it comes to bare roots, and that's going to be for bare root apples. And apples are really interesting because a lot of people would talk about chill hours. Um, in La Los Angeles County, there is a wide variety of like barely any chill hours to more than 400 hours, depending on where you live. And so one of the things that, you know, was always thought to be, you know, kind of like true was you need to have a lot of chill hours for many different apples. Um, but we actually had a presentation and I actually cannot remember who it was, but they had said that the idea of chill hours for apples is probably really not accurate when it comes to Southern California. So I am going to try a bunch of different varieties of apple trees, get them into the ground. I'm going to put them probably in the front yard because our bunny keeps on eating a lot of the trees. And then what I'm going to do is get some, um, they're called um, I actually can't remember at the moment, but they're from Cuffle Creek and I will do a whole episode on them and how they sell their um, apple trees, which are small little starters in a sense. So that's going to be a really fun episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. It'll be the end of January.
remember to subscribe to the Living the Urban Farmer Life podcast so you can grow what you know about growing food and caring for your furry and feathered friends. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook as the Urban Farmer Life and at urbanfarmerlife.com for posts and links to help you be successful on your own urban farm. Now go out there and grow something. Thank you for joining me on the Living the Urban Farmer Life Journal podcast. I hope you're having fun growing what you know while caring for your soil and your furry and feathered farm friends. <laughs>